offense, defense, and special teams. Which New England Patriots players will make an MVP-style difference in 2023? Stick around. You're about to be locked in to the Locked On Patriots podcast. You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all of you, Foxborough faithful. Welcome to the Locked On Patriots podcast. We are a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest episode as soon as it's available. I am your host, Mike DeBate, and I cover your New England Patriots for Patriots Country of Sports Illustrated. So reach out to me and let me know what's on your mind on Twitter at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-N-F-L. While you're out there showing some love to the Twitterverse, please be sure to follow the Lockdown Patriots account as well, L-O underscore Patriots. And of course, Pats fans, I thank all of you for joining me here today, part of your pseudo-holiday week here, taking you in through the 4th of July, and of course, for making us your first listen today. Special shout out, as always, to all of you Lockdown Everydayers out there. You Locked On loyalists, you make Locked On Patriots possible by spending time with us here on the pod. My unending gratitude to you. I'm always honored and always humbled by your support. And today on the pod, we're going to take a look at three players in each of the three phases of the game to determine who might be the MVP from the offense to the defense to the special teams. We're going to take a look at who I'm going to be watching closely in my observations when the Patriots open training camp on July 26th. Coming up shortly, folks. Hard to believe, great to believe, and we can't wait to see our favorite team in Foxborough back out there on the field. So without further ado, let's get right into it, and we're going to start off big. We're going to start off with the offense, and as you know, the New England Patriots limped to an 8-9 and record last season. It was clear that changes were going to be needed, especially on offense. And for the second time in three seasons, New England failed to qualify for the playoffs. It really was due mostly in part to their scoring futility. The Patriots finished the seventh worst in total yards while scoring only 17th best when it came to points per game. That's not going to cut it if the New England Patriots want to hope to be a playoff team. So enter or re-enter, actually, is a better way to put it, new offensive coordinator Bill O'Brien. And we all know that Bill is coming in as the savior. Some people are saying he might have been the most poignant acquisition for the Patriots in the offseason. He's charged with the duty of repairing what had become a fractured offense under previous offensive play caller Matt Patricia. We use the word fractured here a lot on Locked On Patriots, and I, for one, can't think of a better way to put it. In his lone season at the command post, Patriots offense regressed from one showing significant promise in 2021 under Josh McDaniels to a subpar unit, again, dwelling among the NFL's bottom teams. But O'Brien's structured discipline approach is expected to show marked improvement for several of New England's veterans on offense. And New England also added a couple of complementary pieces as well. Juju Smith-Schuster coming over to be the Patriots slot receiver of the future. Tight end Mike Gusecki. He's coming over to be a slot weapon of his own and a red zone menace. So 
with a new coach at the helm and a rebirth of confidence among the skill position players. Here's a look at three Patriots with the potential of being the team's MVP on offense in 2023, at least in my humble opinion. We start off with tight endage. Hello, Claire. And Hunter Henry and Mike Kosicki come in at number three. And I know, listing two players in this spot might be a little bit of a cheat, but the Patriots' dynamic duo of tight endage, I think they really have a chance to play a major role in rejuvenating this Patriots' offense. Logistically, I love Mike Gusecki's fit in Bill O'Brien's offense. It To me, it's textbook. Type of offense that Bill O'Brien loves to employ, create space and mismatches for bigger pass catchers. And I don't think you're going to have a problem with either tight end on the roster. Gusecki, 6'6", 247. Hunter Henry, 6'5", 250. Neither one of these guys lacking in that area. They meet the criteria. Gusecki really pops out in this case because I think he's got the ability to power his way into those contested catch situations. That's going to be particularly useful in the red zone. That's an area where the Patriots did not do so well last year. And you know that the ex-Miami Dolphins coming in and he wants to be a difference maker for the Patriots in scoring situations. He finished second among all tight ends in contested catches in both 2020 and 2021, 61 in both seasons combined. By comparison, Patriots tight ends found the end zone only 15 times over the past four seasons, and that's Hunter Henry responsible for nine of them in 2021. So the Pats definitely can use an upgrade in that area, and Mike Gusecki can help them do that. But don't forget about Henry on this roster either. Claire's not the only one to remember that he is an important part on this team. Murph mentioned him on Monday. I wholeheartedly agree with this. Henry's expected to benefit from his new teammate without any question. He finished 2021 having compiled 603 yards on 50 catches with nine touchdowns. Really looked like he and Matt Jones were on their way to a beautiful friendship. His numbers dipped a bit during his second year with the Pats. I think a lot of that was inferior play calling and just difficulty with assimilating into a new offensive style under Matt Patricia, but he still held atop the depth chart at the position with 41 catches for 509 yards and a couple of touchdowns. Now, this year, you're not going to see the disconnect at tight end that you've seen the last couple of years. I love John o. Smith as a player. I think he was underutilized and maybe misutilized during his time here in New England, but it just wasn't the proper fit. He had to move on I think he's in a great spot in Atlanta, and I think he's going to do very well this year. But Mike Gusecki is a better fit for what Bill O'Brien likes to uh, incorporate as opposed to John U. Smith. Judging by the time that these guys have spent on the field together, meaning Gusecki and Henry, especially working in tandem, it seems to be a safe bet that O'Brien intends to use a lot of two tight end sets in this offense. But it's not all going to be about the tight ends, it's not all going to be about pass catchers because coming in at number two in the MVP race for offense, again, in my humble opinion, Ramondre Stevenson. And the quarterbacks are always going to snag the headlines and the pass catchers will get their time in the sun as well. But I think Ramondre Stevenson can make the case for being the most important cog in the Patriots' wheel of offense this year. Emerged as New England's feature back in 2022, had 1,040 yards on the ground with five touchdowns. He also averaged five yards per carry, caught 69 passes for 421 yards and one touchdown as a backfield receiver. 
yeah, folks, you name it, Ramondre Stevenson can do it, and he can do it at a high level. That's why so many people are saying that he's poised for a breakout year. I can make the argument that his breakout year was last year. I think he's not only going to maintain, but I think he's going to be even better than he was last season. But he's at his best when he blends that physical, powerful running style with a vision and an athleticism to make the tacklers miss in short yardage situational runs. Take a look at what Ramondre did last year when he broke for big yardage. It really is amazing to see. People talk about him as that lumbering back that can really power his way to the first down line, to the line of scrimmage, or to the goal line. But he can also run with finesse as well, even more than I gave him credit for coming out of Oklahoma. So a lot to love when it comes to Ramondre Stevenson. He also has an uncanny knack for utilizing the open field. He can be an available target from both the backfield or he can do so when aligning at the line of scrimmage. So whether it be as a carrier or a receiver, he's going to remain a focal point of this Patriots offense for the foreseeable future. Now, Ramondre is going to need the occasional respite. As a result, his health, his potential overuse, that may be the most pressing concern surrounding him heading into 2023. Now, Pierre Strong, Kevin Harris, Ty Montgomery as well, they're going to have to be called upon to help with his workload. But even if the Patriots decide to secure the services of another prominent free agent, anybody keeping an eye on the Dalvin Cook rumors, Stevenson, though, is still going to remain the unquestioned top back in New England for the upcoming season, even if Dalvin comes in. And I think that's a testament to not only who he is, but also how much respect he's gained from Bill Belichick. Going with tight ends, going with a running back, yeah, I don't think it's any question, and I don't think it's any surprise where we're going with the number one spot. Predictable, yes, folks, but if there is going to be an MVP on offense this year for the New England Patriots, it's going to have to be Mac Jones, folks. It's just going to have to be, and I know he entered 2022 on the heels of an impressive rookie campaign, but he struggled to rekindle that success last year, finishing with 2,997 yards passing, 14 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Not great numbers for Mac. Not terrible numbers, but not great numbers. And this is where I think the New England Patriots really stand to make their mark this year. For all of the discussions surrounding the Pats need to change their passing game, hiring Bill O'Brien seems to indicate that they are going to not only maintain, but also build upon that timing-based scheme that they used under Josh McDaniels. That's predicated on vertical routes, completions from quick, accurate throws. Patricia tried to incorporate more zone reads into their repertoire, but using the run to facilitate play-action passes and leading receivers under the defense is where Bill O'Brien is at his best. That is where Mac Jones is at his best, too. During his time in Alabama, Mac was very proficient at running this type of offense. Again, he's had a very strong supporting cast of playmakers around him when he's been successful. But Jones is very good at being able to create plays by leading his receivers under the defense, release the ball quickly, deliver it accurately. Then you give the playmaker the space they need to catch and to run with the football. Not only does that put points on the board, but it helps to keep the quarterback, in this case Mac Jones, ahead of the blitz and out of duress. And that's something New England did not do a very good job of last year. Mac was running for his life more often than not because he wasn't getting proper protection and he wasn't schemed up properly to be able to deal with the pressure that he identified. 
Throughout New England's off-season workout program, Mac has been wasting little time in demonstrating his process, especially during mandatory minicamp. You're seeing a lot more accuracy, a lot more command, and added strength on nearly all of his throws. And because of that, he's beginning to develop a solid working relationship, not just with Bill O'Brien, but also with the receivers and his pass catchers around him. O'Brien is giving him a lot more responsibility to command the offense at the line of scrimmage. As I've said here before, all of you everydayers are going to nod on this. I've said this several times here on the pod. The Patriots have yet to do that with Mac Jones. First year, didn't do it so much. I know Josh McDaniels was trying to bring him along. The second year under Matt Patricia, I don't think there was a trust there between the two, and it definitely showed on the field. And one of the big reasons why Mac was so frustrated at the time. I think you're going to see a lot more confidence in him, and I think you're going to see a lot more confidence in his performance because he knows that his coaches trust him. So based on that, you've got Mac's desire to maintain his poise, his drive to improve, and Bill O'Brien's ability to keep him in check, under discipline, and hopefully out of duress. That's going to make New England's passing game pop this year. You're going to see those quick, accurate throws. You're going to see the timing return on this offense with the pass catchers and the running backs in tandem with Mac Jones. That, to me, is going to be the make-or-break point in the Patriots' ability to succeed this year or fail. If you see all of it, the Patriots will be solid, and they'll be in every game that they play. Are they going to win every game that they play? Absolutely not. Folks, we don't even know if this is a playoff team yet. We have to take a look at how they are on the field. But if these four players round into form the way we hope they will, the England Patriots offense is going to be a lot better than most people think. And as a result, maybe the Patriots record is going to be a lot better than most people think. Pats fans, offense gets the name, but the defense always wins championships. And the Patriots defense is once again poised to be a very, very good unit in 2023. Who are going to be their stars? Well, I've got three suggestions for you. One may surprise you a little bit, and I may have some omissions on the cutting room floor that you may want to see on this list. That's part of the fun of it, folks. It's all about opinion. We're going to continue in just a moment when this episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast continues for our three potential MVPs on the defensive side of the ball. Thank you for staying locked into Locked On Patriots, a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Patriots fans, today's episode is brought to you by our good friends over at FanDuel Sportsbook. Take your first swing at betting on MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets. That's up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 you can spend betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. There is no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Patriots fans, thank you once again for spending time here with us on Locked On Patriots, taking a deep dive into Patriots' potential MVPs in 2023. And while the Patriots' offense continues to draw the attention of fans and media alike, 
club's defense is once again poised to be their top asset in the upcoming season. I believe this team is built on defense, and that's what's going to carry them to the promised land if the Patriots hope to return to the playoffs. Now, last year, New England's defense led the NFL with seven defensive touchdowns. They produced 30 takeaways, but second only to the Dallas Cowboys, who had 33. And the Pats consistently ranked among the NFL's top 10 teams in total defense, total yards allowed, and yards yielded per offensive play. So, tale of two cities when it comes to the New England Patriots. Offense really lagging, but the defense really shining. And despite the retirement of longtime captain Devin McCourty, the Pats still possess a number of talented players, not only with the prowess and leadership skills to keep them among the best defensive units in the NFL, but also players that are ready to take that next step and be leaders on the field. And with training camp set to begin in just over a month, here is a look at three Patriots on the defensive side of the ball on whom I'm going to be keeping my sharp eye in 2023. And, of course, we start with the rookie everybody can't wait to see, and that is Christian Gonzalez, the number 17 pick overall in the 2023 NFL Draft, has the chance to become the Patriots' boundary cornerback of the future. And this rookie phenom already seems well on his way to becoming a competent pro. He finished his 2022 season with the Oregon Ducks, having completed 35 tackles, four interceptions, and four passes defense. He was also one of college football's most durable players. He started all 12 games in which he played during 2022, and as well as each of the 18 that he suited up for with Colorado from 2020 to 2021. So already an impressive college resume, but I think his value this season is going to be as much about adaptability and athleticism as it is about his statistical competence. Well-sized, got 6'2", 200 pounds, the height, the length to match up against opposing teams' top receivers on the outside. Now, in a game setting, I think Christian is going to be at his best in man coverage. That's where he did his best work at Oregon. He also has the ability to maintain eye contact with the quarterback and that makes him a potential asset in zone as well. So if the Patriots decide that they want to switch up their concepts a little bit, Christian Gonzalez is not going to be a deer in the headlights. He's going to adapt to that, and he's going to play pretty well in it as well. And I think his performance during training camp is really going to decide what his role is going to be at the start of the season, because I think he could start game one as your starting boundary corner. A lot of people think the Patriots may take a little bit more of a temperate approach, I don't think so. I think they're going to go right after this kid, and I think he's going to be up to the challenge. He already showed enough athleticism and field savvy to ensure that he's going to be a notable part of their core of cornerbacks just from the limited sample size that we've seen in OTAs and in minicamp. I can't wait to see what Christian Gonzalez is going to do in training camp and then into the preseason. If he starts to shine, he'll definitely be on the starting rotation in game one against the Philadelphia Eagles in early September. So Christian Gonzalez, right off the bat, I think has a chance to be an MVP in his rookie season. Number two may surprise you just a little bit. And the reason I say that is because some people have been a little down on this young gentleman because he didn't quite live up to the expectations he set in year one. And that is Christian Barmore. I think Barmore is poised for a huge season. One of the big reasons why is he's going to be healthy and he's going to be ready to go. 
Barmore arrived in New England by the 38th overall selection in the 2021 NFL Draft, and he quickly became an impact player. He finished the regular season ranked first among rookie interior defensive linemen with 48 quarterback pressures, according to Pro Football Focus. And because of that, he entered his second year with a lot of lofty expectations, but a knee injury kept him from seeing the field for seven games in 2022. That led to a pretty good statistical dip. And as a result, a lot of people started to lose faith in this pick. But I always try to look at potential as opposed to performance when it's isolated. And everything about Christian Barmore's game tells me that he's due for a big-time bounce-back year if he's healthy. He has an incredible ability to push the pocket, and he can take a stand against the run. That keeps him among the team's premier defenders, and it will again this year. Plays with excellent leverage. He's strong enough to take on the double teams, and he also locates the ball quickly. That allows him to get into position so he can chase it with pretty good effort, and he's got excellent range for his size. He's also demonstrated some pretty quick hands, and that's made him effective both when stuffing the run and challenging the passers. So should he remain healthy and return to form in 2023, Barmore has the chance to be a true game changer in New England's defense. He, in my opinion is a very important part of the Patriots' front seven, especially if Lawrence Guy continues his holdout and the Patriots decide that Lawrence may have played his final game in New England. Christian is definitely poised to play a huge role in that unit, and I think he could end up taking on a pretty big leadership role in year three. So keep a sharp eye on Christian Barmore. I know a lot of people would have probably gone Kyle Duggar here. I know some of you would have gone Josh Uche. I can't argue with either one of those. I think both of those guys have the chance to be a defensive MVP. But I really love what I've seen from Barmore up until this point, and I think he's due for a breakout season and really prove to the Patriots and the NFL exactly how potent he can be in a front seven, especially in a Patriots front seven. Pats fans, where are we going to go for number one? Yeah, you probably guessed it. It's not really a mystery that Matthew Judon, the pseudo GM of the New England Patriots out there doing all kinds of recruiting, but he does his best work on the field when he's wearing his red sleeves on game day. And look, since he arrived in New England during 2021, he has routinely proven that he possesses the versatility, the adaptability to earn the spot as the team's number one player on the edge. His field awareness always puts him in position to keep those runs from reaching the corner on early downs and he's got the speed and the strength to get after the quarterback when he does so. So a complete dual threat, can defend against the run, can defend against the pass, and he's equally potent at doing both. And in his first year with the Patriots, Matthew Judon really put on a clinic. He amassed 60 tackles, one fumble recovery, and 12 and a half sacks. He eclipsed those totals in 2022, earning a new career high with 15 and a half sacks, two forced fumbles, he did recover one of those, and he again logged 60 total tackles. But as impressive as he's been as an individual defender, Matthew Judon's value to this team is really evident in what he does to be a significant facilitator for his teammates. In, in 2021, he was really quite effective when reading opposing coverages, particularly the offensive line coverage of Christian Barmore, who we just mentioned. When Judon positioned himself close to Barmore, that enabled the big man to draw the attention of opposing blockers. When he did that, 
it left Matthew often alone, one-on-one -on, -one on the edge to make life uncomfortable for opposing quarterbacks, to put it mildly. Last season, Judon played the decoy for Josh Uche, and it's one of those reasons why you saw Uche really take that next step. And he set a career high in sacks with 11 and a half last year, second only to Matthew Judon's 15 and a half. Together, that pair formed one of the top pass rushing tandems in the NFL. And with 2023 fast approaching, Judon is again going to be called upon to play a crucial role in New England's defense. Should he continue to build upon that stellar resume, he's going to likely be the most fearsome defender within the Patriots defensive front. Even though there are players out there that do deserve some consideration, I still think it's going to be tough to unseat Matthew Judon as the Patriots' top defensive player in 2023. But it's not over yet, folks, because special teams count for a lot in New England, and that unit struggled mightily in 2022. Pats are going to look to return to glory in 2023, and they're going to do so through the efforts of guys that I feel to be the most likely MVPs on the special teams unit. We're going to discuss who I mean and why when this episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast wraps up in just a moment. Patriots fans, thank you once again for making Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage and hopefully your first listen every day. Remember, we are a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, breaking down potential MVPs for your New England Patriots. And we've talked offense, we've talked defense, but for a franchise which does, typically pride itself on achieving special teams excellence. The Pats surprisingly struggled in 2022. Their third phase was ranked 32 in the league last season by Pro Football Outsiders DVOA metric. They allowed two costly punt returns for touchdowns in their final regular season game against the Buffalo Bills. And that's just one of the miscues that they had, folks. So as you might expect, changes were necessary. But the good news is, is they've already begun in Foxborough. Patriots used valuable draft capital to select both a new kicker and a new punter for the upcoming season. And they'll also be welcoming back longtime special teams captain Matthew Slater for his soon-to-be 16th season with the team. Now, most of the time, you would probably agree that Matthew Slater is the MVP of this unit simply by stepping on the field. But I look for three players to emerge as potential MVP candidates here for the Pats. And even though it was a downtrodden season in 2022, I think everyone is going to be at a heightened alert because former special teams coordinator Joe Judge is working closely with special teams coaches Cam Atchard and Joe Houston. And we know that Judge is at his best when he's serving in the Patriots special teams. He was their assistant from 2012 to 2014. And his promotion to special teams coordinator, a role which he held from 2015 to 2019, saw New England field some of the most efficient and well-disciplined special teams units in the NFL. So they're going to have a little bit of a new look, an old-school approach. Here's a look at guys that I'm going to be watching very closely when the Patriots open training camp, who I think have their chance to be special teams MVP in 2023. And the first guy that I'm going to be keeping my eye on is the newcomer, and that is Chris Board. And you might know him as the player to which Bill Belichick once referred as the best special teams player will play against. That's when Chris was playing for the Detroit Lions. Well, you know Bill's mantra. If he has problems against you, he's going to want to add you into the fold. And that's exactly what he did. He's a multifaceted special teamer. 
Unquestionably, he has the ability to positively impact both the blocking and the coverage teams, and he's expected to play a significant role in the team's third phase in 2023. He's a standout that can really do it all, and even though he's a newcomer, I still think Chris Board coming into this unit is really going to elevate the play of everyone, both on the coverage teams and on the blocking teams as well. So keep a sharp eye on Chris Board. I expect big things from him this year. The second may surprise some people because I know a lot of you would probably gravitate toward the kicker in this circumstance. And I like Chad Ryland. I think he's going to be a solid player, but I'm going with Bryce Barringer at the punter position because to me, this was a position of need. Obviously, the New England Patriots needed a punter. Jake Bailey is gone. He's in Miami now. Corliss Waitman is someone that I like. I want to see what he can do in training camp. But if the Patriots are looking for a long-term solution, they've got one in Bryce Barringer. Low-risk selection at pick number 192 in the sixth round, but a potential of a really, really big reward. He was a really great punter at Michigan State, folks. I can't say that enough. Set the record at the school for yards per punt with 49, while also ranking first in Big Ten history in career punting average at 46 yards. One of the most decorated players at his position in NCAA history. I think it really is only fitting that he becomes just the 52nd punter to be drafted since 1997, and the Patriots are the ones that got him. So barring any unforeseen setbacks, I think Bryce Barringer should assume New England starting duties at the outset of the season. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch, folks. So keep a sharp eye out there on Bryce Barringer. It's going to be interesting for the Pats to see what he can do this year. And that leads us to the number one choice for special teams MVP. And again, folks, this is a little bit of a cheat because technically he's listed as a cornerback. And I think he's going to see more time at cornerback this year than anything else. But how can you go wrong with Marcus Jones? He may have been a rookie last year, but he played with wisdom and a skill set far beyond his years, and he really made an indelible mark on the Patriots in all three phases of the game. But his most significant contributions came in resurrecting what had been a dismal return game in 2021. He's a great athlete, just amazing, amazing breakaway speed. Evidenced by his game-winning 84-yard punt return against the New York Jets in Week 11 last season. Want to talk about return yards? Yeah, he was a beast in getting these 1,007 total return yards in 15 games. He led the NFL in total punt return yards as well as 12.5-yard punt return average. He also ranked 7th in the NFL with a 23.9-yard kickoff return average while finishing 5th in total kick return yards. For his efforts, Jones was highly decorated. He was voted to the Associated Press All-Pro First Team as a punt returner. He was the only Patriots player to make a first or second team All-Pro last year. He was also named as both All-NFL and All-AFC punt returner by the Pro Football Writers of America. So with training camp approaching, Pats do have a couple of players on the roster that I think can help take some of the pressure off him when it comes to kick returns. That's Pierre Strong and rookie cornerback Isaiah Bolden. Those guys are expected to provide some relief for him this year, but his ability as a return specialist, especially in the punt game, continues to make him the most dangerous weapon on the Patriots' special teams arsenal. And for that reason, I still think it's his MVP to lose when it comes to the Patriots' third phase. So there you have it, folks. A trio of potential MVPs in all three phases for the New England Patriots. 
Did I mention your favorites? Did I leave anybody out? Let me know what's on your mind on Twitter at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-N-F-L or shoot me a message down below if you're watching on YouTube. Would love to hear your thoughts on the Patriots' potential MVPs. Just remember, folks, keep it respectful. We all have our opinions, and every single one is as valid as the other. That's what makes the game of pro football so fun to cover, so fun to watch. It's a fan experience and a media experience like no other. And getting the opportunity to host a podcast like this and interact with all of you is really something I absolutely love. So thank you all for remaining locked in to Locked On Patriots. And folks, as training camp approaches, you haven't seen anything yet. We will be back here tomorrow to discuss your favorite team and all the latest from Foxborough. But in the meantime, please continue to stay safe and stay well and be the change that you wish to see in the world. Have a great day, everyone. And we'll see you again tomorrow right here on Locked On Patriots.